Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Giants of the Faith podcast. I'm Robert Daniels and I'm the host of this show where we look at Christians that have done important work for the kingdom of God in the last two millennia. In today's episode, we're continuing the faith march toward Billy Graham. We started this journey by profiling the traveling salesman Edward Kimball, then the world-renowned evangelist D.L. Moody, and today it's lesser-known evangelist John Wilbur Chapman. He was a Presbyterian evangelist and pastor who was one of the most influential leaders of the revival movement in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. But before we get to Wilbur, I have another product recommendation that might interest you if you listen to this podcast. I recently picked up a copy of the Ancient Modern Study Bible from ChristianBook.com. And this is a study Bible that features notes and articles from amazing Christians like Augustine, Huss, Chrysostom, Spurgeon, and many more as well as some beautiful prints of Christian artwork. And I've loved having it, but the best part is that I picked it up in hardcover, cloth over board, for less than $12 as of uh, the date of this recording, which is August 28th, from christianbook.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you're interested, check it out. John Wilbur Chapman was born in Richmond, Indiana, on June 17, 1859, to Alexander and Lorinda Chapman. His parents were devout Christians who prepared him for a life of ministry, and he attended Quaker Day School as a child, and Methodist Sunday School as well, and then at age 17, he made a public declaration of his faith and joined the Richmond Presbyterian Church. He went on to study at Oberlin College, Lake Forest University, and Lane Theological Seminary, where he was ordained in 1881 while still a student. He married Irene Stedham in 1882 but she died four years later after giving birth to their daughter, Bertha Irene. Chapman remarried in 1888 to Agnes Strain, who bore him four more children, Robert, John Wilbur Jr., Alexander Hamilton, and Agnes. And his second wife died in 1907, and then he married his third and final wife, Mabel Cornelia Moulton, in 1910. Chapman served as a pastor in several churches in Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey from 1882 to 1902, and he was known for his eloquent preaching, his pastoral care, and his social involvement. He also wrote many books and articles on Christian topics such as The Secret of a Happy Day, The Ivory Palaces of the King, and Present Day Parables, among others. In addition to his work as a pastor and author, Chapman also felt a strong call to evangelism, and in 1893 he began to preach with the legendary D.L. Moody at the World's Fair in Chicago. Chapman was impressed by Moody's passion and methods, and he decided to devote himself to full-time evangelistic work. One of Chapman's earliest and most influential sermons was, The Master is Come and Calleth Thee, based on John 11.28 which he preached in 1893 at the World's Fair in Chicago with Moody. And this sermon was about the resurrection of Lazarus and the invitation of Jesus to come to him. It was a message of hope and comfort for those who were grieving or suffering and a call to repentance and faith for those who were indifferent or rebellious. Chapman used this sermon as a model for many of his later evangelistic messages. Chapman's also responsible for hiring a man you might have heard of, Billy Sunday, as his advance man after hearing him give a testimony at a YMCA meeting. And that gave Billy Sunday his start in evangelism. And it's Billy Sunday that's the next link in our chain of faith that's leading to Graham. 
Chapman was not only Sunday's employer, but he was also his friend and mentor. He helped Sunday to grow in his faith, his preaching skills, and his evangelistic vision. He encouraged Sunday to pursue his own calling as an evangelist, and he gave him opportunities to preach at some of his meetings, and Chapman and Sunday complemented each other well, as Chapman was generally more refined and scholarly, while Sunday was more energetic and popular. He also supported Sunday financially and spiritually when he launched his independent ministry in 1896. Chapman gave him advice, books, and contacts that helped him succeed in his work. I will look at Sunday's life and ministry in more detail in the next episode. In 1895, Chapman was appointed as the corresponding secretary of the Presbyterian General Assembly's Committee on Evangelism, overseeing the activities of 51 evangelists in 470 cities. And he also developed his own evangelistic strategy, which involved holding simultaneous meetings in different sections of a city with teams of preachers and singers. And he called this the Chapman-Alexander Simultaneous Campaign. After his partner, Charles McAllen Alexander, who was a popular gospel singer who led the music ministry. Alexander won't get a full episode, but here's a brief recounting of his life. Uh, He was a famous gospel singer and evangelist who lived from 1867 to 1920. He was born in Tennessee, and he attended Moody Bible Institute. He traveled around the world with various preachers, leading the singing and personal work in revival meetings. And he married Helen Cadbury, the daughter of the president of Cadbury Chocolate Company in 1904. She joined him in his ministry and helped him spread something called the Pocket Testament League, a movement that encouraged people to read and share the Bible. Now, Helen had founded the Pocket Testament League in 1893, and she was then a 12-year-old girl who wanted to introduce her classmates to Jesus. She formed a group with her friends who agreed to carry a pocket-sized Bible with them and share it with others. Now, this movement spread around the world and has inspired millions of people to share God's Word, and it continues to this day. Alexander died in England and was buried in Lodge Hill Cemetery, and he was inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame in 1991. The first Chapman-Alexander campaign, which also included Billy Sunday, was held in Philadelphia in 1908, where they divided the city into 42 sections and reached about 8,000 converts. They repeated this method at many other cities across America and around the world. Cities like Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles, London, Melbourne, and Shanghai. And they also trained thousands of lay workers and pastors to follow up with the new believers and organize them into churches. Chapman, he was one of the most successful evangelists of his time, reaching an estimated 60 million people with the gospel during his life. And he was also a leader of several Christian organizations and movements, Organizations like the World's Christian Fundamentalist Association, the National Bible Institute, which is now Nyack College, the Winona Lake Bible Conference, which is now Grace College, and the Montreal Conference Center. He was a friend and mentor to many other prominent Christians of his era, people like R.A. Torrey, J. Campbell White, J. Gresham Machen, who we'll certainly cover at some point, Oswald Chambers, who we'll also cover, and many others. Chapman died on Christmas Day, December 25, 1918, in New York City after suffering from pneumonia. He was buried at Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx, New York, and his legacy lives on through his writings, his institutions, and especially through his spiritual descendants. 
He was a giant of the faith in his own right who inspired many to follow Jesus Christ. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.